This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about all things chicken. Now I love eating chicken. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm all about chicken. Chicken wings, chicken nuggets, um, habanero hot ones. Uh, I'll even eat the freaking like Korean barbecue or whatever they say. Mongolian barbecue, sweet and sour. Chicken is freaking awesome. So when it comes to survival, you know, I was just thinking about uh, long-term food storage. And I got to say, long-term food storage starts at the garden and it starts freaking with uh, your chicken coop. Now you're like, well, that's not really storage, my friend. And you're right. I'd agree with you. But just the same, if you want to be eating long into the future, after the grid goes down, chickens are a great place to start, um, and your garden is a great place to start. Those I also, feathers keep that meat I fresh I also mentioned you. some kind of excitement about rabbits, but, you know, you already know my thoughts there. So, anyway, chickens, let's get into it. All right. Kevin, you, uh, you want me to start this, or you have some uh, thoughts? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and get started? All right. Now, in the past, we've only touched on chickens. So here and there, I'll mention it for five minutes in an episode or, you know, different things. Because, honestly, I feel like they're not that hard to deal with. But maybe it's one of those things where it's what you do, so you don't, you know... Mm-hmm. You don't think about Sometimes it. Sometimes people are thinking about it. And I think and you also, you know, get intimidated by things. There is a ton of books on the internet on chickens and whatever. And you guys know me. I love freaking studying up on everything I'm going to do. 
and I get all like way too deep into it and whatever. So I probably bought six books and probably had about four more that covered chickens along with other things. And I'm reading everything and they're like, oh, you know, the windows in the chicken coop have to face a certain direction and the sun's going to be away and, you know, all this stuff and it matters. And chickens don't care is what I can tell you. Yeah, it's not a big deal. All right. So in order for your chickens to lay eggs and a lot of you, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about meat chickens in a minute, but. When it comes to chickens laying eggs, what you need to know is they need a calm, quiet, happy place to go do their thing. If they get disturbed, if they're being picked on by other chickens, they're not going to do their thing. And that's what you're worried about. So typically when they talk about facing your coop the right way, what you would normally do, imagine a... uh, chicken coop imagine just like a square box like a shed now mine let me think for a dozen chickens i have them in a box that is probably four foot by four foot it has two roosting poles in it and it has four egg box you know laying boxes in it Uh um now what you want to do is the four egg boxes they're like a square one foot Um, I just put a, you know, a box like you'd imagine out the back with a lid on hinges. I put shingles on it and I put a uh, two by four across the bottom, screwed it into the floor and I just stuck a uh, quarter inch piece of plywood, you know, dividing each one. Mm -hmm. And they have that little two by four as a barrier to the outside. That's kind of nice because what I do inside the chicken coop Man, it's it's hard to describe all this stuff. You're kind of all over the place, you know, in my head. Um, I, I basically, like I said, made a four by four box with the, you know, nesting boxes on the outside of it. Then I put windows above the nesting boxes. Mm-hmm. So the idea is the sun will shine in and you want kind of the morning sun to hit the windows. It'll shine in, but it won't, you know, it'll be the opposite direction of the nesting boxes. Right. You know, it's going right over the nesting boxes. Mm-hmm. So that way the nesting boxes are dark and quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only thing. Now, like I said, for a dozen chickens, four by four was what I did. People do smaller, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, the uh, the way that uh, I found is uh, the chickens, well, I'll use one freaking, uh, well, maybe two. I'll see them in like two boxes. I've never seen, you know, opened it up and seen all four being used. Mm-hmm. And when I come out to get eggs in the morning, there, you know, if there's only four or five chickens, all the eggs will be in one nesting box. Really? Whereas, you know, maybe if I have a dozen, I might have two boxes going. Mm-hmm. Um, the next uh, neat trick that I learned was uh, now people use all kind of crazy materials. They make it all nice. They use nice siding and whatever. Well, realize this is an eyesore in your yard mm-hmm. and chickens are going to just destroy, you know, everything they touch because that's what chickens do. You know, people say like pigs and whatever. I don't know. I feel that way about chickens. But mm-hmm. so back to it. Um, I put 
um, peel and stick tiles. I had a plywood floor, mm-hmm. and then I did peel and stick tiles, you know, the 12 inch, and I laid the flooring in on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then I threw, uh, I buy a bag of the wood shavings at like Tractor Supply. Uh-huh. It's like four bucks for a yard, you know, whatever. And uh, I just throw maybe it's like an inch thick, two inches thick. Um, I know, like I clean mine out probably once every two weeks, less in the winter, like once a month in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who go six months without cleaning it. Really? And, that seems and, pretty nasty. Uh, it doesn't, it builds up crap inside, but that's about, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing the chickens like roosting poles, like when they're sleeping, uh, it's supposed to be something they can grip their feet around. And that's the big thing. Like you want to do like a two by four in your head, mm-hmm. but it's too wide. They can't really grab around it. Uh-huh. They'll stand on it, but they won't be as happy. Um, I actually went and cut branches and yeah. screwed them in and did that. You could buy a big dowel, you know, maybe like probably one inch thick, maybe one and a half inch. Mm-hmm. Um, the one mistake I made, they were fairly close, the roosting poles to each other. You got to realize they're all going to crowd in. They're all going to kind of get as tight to each other as they possibly can. And if they do it the wrong way, they'll all crap on the ones on the roosting pole right below them. Mm-hmm. And they'll literally just keep crapping on them. That's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. So you want to space those out a little bit. Um, I did a, uh, a little swinging door on the front on mine that I have a hook so I can leave it hooked open. Mm-hmm. Um, I also made it so that the, one of the four sides is a door that I can just completely open and that way for cleaning it. Mm-hmm. Um, typically when I clean it, I use like a metal hoe and I just, I actually have one of those, uh, four foot kiddie pools that are plastic Mm -hmm. and I slide it up next to the bottom because they kind of crush and you can make the edge flat. Uh I slide it up to the edge of the coop and I just scrape all the shavings in there and then I go throw it in my wife's compost pile. All right. Um, Sometimes if I'm feeling overzealous, I don't want the pine shavings in with her compost. She says it's fine. I worry that it's acidic and going to, you know, whatever. But anyway, you can kind of pick through, and if you want to pick out the poos, that's on you. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's what I know about chicken coops. I live in, um, we're up here in New York, and I was worried about cold and all that, and uh, it really didn't matter. All right. It was a big waste of my time. Um, I was told to insulate the bottom, keep the floor insulated. Well, so I went to all this trouble. I bought uh, this like styrofoam insulation and I put it on the bottom, caulked it up there and like put some screws in it. They just went and pecked the hell out of it and picked it all off and ate the insulation. Definitely not the way to go. (laughs) All right. Um, That was a big waste of my time. That was one of those books that was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. Now, so the next step, I ended up, they need, you know, they want to go outside. And again, the happier, you know, they are, the better off you're going to be, the more eggs you're going to get. So my bright idea was the coop sits maybe a foot and a half off the ground. And like I said, it's just a square box. It's probably three foot high 
And, you know, I, I think I have an angled roof to, you know, make rain go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I have, uh, I put chicken wire around the bottom of it on three sides. And then in front as they come out, I actually just bought uh, a bunch of two by twos and, you know, an eight foot length. And I made an eight by eight cage. You know, it's eight foot tall, eight wide eight long Mm -hmm. and I put a screen door on the front of it and I framed that out. So it would just be like a square room, eight foot tall. And I covered it 100% with chicken wire. I stapled it and I actually rigged up some kind of thing with pins that I could kind of bolt it to the coop. Mm -hmm. I thought, Oh, this way I can move everything And, you know, I can unbolt it easy. It was, you know, these slide bolts that dropped in and then it separated. I was worried about, you know, predators pushing through it and getting in. Now, the chickens, if you put them in your nice grass lawn, you set up this coop, you set up the uh, nice little run area that, that I did, I would say in about four days, it was like inch thick mud all on the bottom. And zero grass. So if you're moving it, you're moving it all the time. Now, my initial batch of chickens I bought from, I had talked to my customers. I went around, you know, I'm like, oh, you have chickens. What do you do? There's a website called Murray McMurray. Um, I'm sure there's other websites. But uh, Murray McMurray, they had, I think, a minimum order of 25 chickens. And you'd buy baby chicks and they're cheap. They're like a dollar each or something along that line. Um, And they mail it to you. Well, so it goes to the post office. And if you're in a pretty rural area, believe it or not, the post office is used to this. Mm -hmm. However, the minute those chicks arrive at the post office, they will start calling your cell phone going, "Um, your chicks are here. You need to come get them because they're loud as shit. Mm hmm. And when you walk into the post office, all you hear is the freaking chirping in the back. (laughs) And I'll go other times now and I'll hear the chicks in the back and I'll be like, oh, somebody's getting chickens. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, shut up. Mm -hmm. And because they just want to piss me off because people are (laughs) stupid. Um, So anyway, moving right along. We get our chicks. We take them home from baby chicks. Mm -hmm. Because we built our coop. Now we ordered our chicks take the chicks home and I actually I first started out with uh that um same blue uh kitty pole to start them out with and you buy one of those heat lamps you know the little red lamp and you point it at the ground whatever you'll see in tractor supply when you go in how high they have the lamp they want it to be pretty warm now what's cool is if you give them a big enough area, you can't mess it up because what will happen is the chickens will all come and huddle right under the lamp if they're too cold and they'll move away from it if they're too hot. Mm-hmm. So you'll come in and you'll see all the chicks right under the lamp or they'll all be way out. And then you kind of adjust it up or down based on that. Um, you know, you you don't want to put them in a room that's going to be 60 degrees and have the lamp. You kind of have to be 
around 70. Yeah, around 70 is fine. I, I think mine ended up being like 68. It was in the basement, but I was paranoid with the lamp and I made sure, you know, it had kind of high sides to mm-hmm. keep the heat in there with them. Um, so the chicks, I think it took about three weeks. Um, basically you just wait till they start getting feathers. Uh, the big thing you're worried about is that they're going to be big enough that a hawk isn't going to come and swoop them away. Um, once they're starting to get feathers, I think around three weeks, you move them out to the coop. I kept them in the coop itself without the run, you know, without the fenced in area. Um, probably about three or four days. You're constantly giving them water. The baby chicks, you're feeding them at least twice a day. Um, and let me think what else. So then, you know, then you can start letting them out into the run protected. You need to either be in the yard around them the entire time they're out. If you let them out in the grass and stuff, or you need to, uh, wait until they're like full size, what mm-hmm. you imagine full size to be. Cause otherwise the hawks and stuff will come and swoop them right up. Um, once they're full size and you got a few of them, no problem. You can let them free range now. So here's the next step. So I thought I was cool. I let my chickens out. They run around. I save on feed. They eat all the ticks in my yard. It's a win for everybody. It's supposed to be something ridiculous. Like they eat like two pounds of ticks a freaking day or something. I don't know. I don't hold me we, to the we, details. We have two pounds of ticks a day here in, in New York. It's it's that bad. But yeah, they freaking eat some bugs. So no problem. Great. Everything's cool. Plus, I had grubs in my yard. I'm like, this is great. They're going to eat everything. Everything's awesome. Three years go by. No problem. Every day I let them out, and you just lock them in at night, and no problem. And they usually, like, you have to kind of push them in maybe the first night or two, and then it just occurs to them to go back in the house, and no mm-hmm. problem. Um, The, uh, let me think. So... Then I did uh, one day on Mother's Day because, you know, Mother's Day, we go out for ice cream. Chicks are out all day. We leave for a half hour, go to the ice cream store, come back, 20 dead chickens in the yard. It's it's a bloody massacre everywhere. Mm -hmm. And apparently in the springtime or whenever Mother's Day happens, I don't know. Foxes like to teach their baby foxes how to kill things. So that's what they do. And But it was just the weirdest thing to go three years, nothing, and then in one day, you know, wiped out. So now the chickens pretty much are inside, and I'll only let them out because they're hard to round up. They don't want to, like, you know, people are like, oh, I just shake my feed bucket, and they all come running. Yeah, that works a few times. And then they're like, yeah, but there's a billion bugs out here. And I know what's going to happen when you shake that feed bucket. You're just going to lock my ass in the coop. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that kind of, yeah, so, so. So now I pretty much, unless I'm going to be okay with them being out until dark, because they'll go in naturally at dark, Mm -hmm. then, you know, whatever. Um, As far as roosters, it kind of depends what you get. Uh if you have multiple roosters, 
one will become dominant and the other one will kind of just act like a chicken or the other ones, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Roosters can be kind of jerky. They'll peck at your kids. They'll jump up on them. They can bite at you. I'm always paranoid. I heard a story about a chicken plucking out a guy's eyeball. (laughs) That doesn't sound like something I want. I know like the jerky set of chickens I have right now. I'll go down and be like fixing the fence, you know, a a coyote or something will be pounding his head through the fence all night and open up a little part. And so I'll put it all back and be stapling it. They'll come over and peck at my fingers and bite them because they freaking, oh, that looks like a fat worm. Or I think it's because they're assholes. Yeah. That's my thought. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of that. The, uh, the roosters are good and bad. They do kind of protect the chickens. Some roosters are amazing and will do a great job protecting. Um, I've definitely seen a rooster of mine scare off a fox and go fight the fox. And I've had other roosters who would go out of their way to stand behind all the hens when the fox <laughs> is there. So he knew damn sure he was safe from, you know, everything else. So, you know, it, it's kind of a luck of the draw on that one. All right. I just sip the beer. Now, what kind of eggs are you getting from these chickens? Now, a chicken is supposed to lay eggs once every 22 hours. All right. Um, Now, the thing is, a chicken, if they lay all year long, will usually be a good layer. They're supposed to start around nine months old, Mm -hmm. and they should be good layers for about three solid years if they're laying all year long. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that is because as soon as the days get shorter and it's wintertime, they will uh, stop laying. Now, you can beat this by putting a light on a timer inside the coop and you have that light turn on at 5 in the morning every day. Then they'll keep right on laying all year long and mm-hmm. you can do it. Now, some people say it's a good idea to give them a break. They'll lay longer but it seems like you get the same amount of time of laying. Mm-hmm. It's just whether it's spread out over a bunch of years or not. Right. So that's your call if you need them. I don't really need eggs that bad. I don't mind just letting them not lay in the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do. Uh, the roosters, like I said, it's, you know, eh, they. I always hear from the wife, you know, when they do their mating thing. Apparently, uh, basically, the chicken will be walking along dumb and happy. The rooster runs up, jumps on top of them. A lot of times you'll get like a jerky rooster who wants to either bite their neck and hold their head down or just peck at their head while he humps them for a minute. Yeah, see, that's my ammo. And, you know, that's how you do it? Yeah, yeah. And jump on top and peck jump at their on head. Top, <laughs> peck at their head, and then they're gone. You know, the lady, um, ladies love that. Ladies love that. All right, so you know that's maybe your thing. Now, what's weird is I've had roosters that'll be the jerk and whatever, and I mean that's how they do their thing. But I don't know that they need to be like biting the one's head, and then like they'll finish and they'll just like stand up and stand on the hen for like a minute. To just be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that guy's a dick. So, um, but then it's funny because then I'll kill the rooster or whatever for whatever reason. You know, they'll attack a kid or 
who knows what, they become dinner. Get hungry, yeah. And, you know, whatever. And they'll, uh, the hen will take over and do the same thing. Yeah. He'll run over, jump on top of the other hens, and be like, I'm in charge now, and do the same thing, pecking at their head. And you're like, you're a girl. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. But they don't know, whatever. Um, I hear people talk about uh, broody hens or, you know, how they make, uh, you know, babies. Once So you got a rooster. All the chicks, chickens are, are, they're getting their shot. All those eggs are getting impregnated once a day. Mm-hmm. One rooster, 20 hens, no problem. It, it's probably happening four or five times a day for mm-hmm. each hen. So it's not a problem. So, all right, everything's good there. <clears throat> to get a chick, a hen to sit on the eggs, <clears throat> it's not something I've seen. I'm sure you can read a book, but it's not something I've seen that you can force. Mm-hmm. Um, they say a hen decides to be broody and it just never wants to come out of the coop doesn't even seem like it wants to eat it just sits in there on the eggs and I know like I for the last year haven't had a rooster mm-hmm. and I can't get you know one of the hens off the freaking eggs and I have to like throw her out take the eggs and whatever sometimes I feel bad and I leave one or two <laughs> just so then, she feels like she's I'm doing like, something oh yeah go ahead you know knock yourself out we went online and looked and they were like oh well if you cool the hen down because they like when it's like really hot out is when they want to do it because they know it's a good time for mm-hmm. raising babies because you don't want to raise babies in the winter right um that kind of stuff so I don't know uh now I don't want to admit to any shortcomings, but I will say my my one of my uh, kids told me, "Oh, you should bring up the uh, the what did he call it? The, the Holocaust. chicken Holocaust. The I chicken heard about Holocaust. this, and I was like, oh, you mean the day that the fox came and ate all the hens? No, not that.' And he's Holocaust. like, no, that not that Holocaust, the other one. And I'm like, oh, the other one. So. If you're like, oh, I'll teach my kids responsibility and be like, yeah, you need to get up and feed the chickens and give them water. Mm-hmm. And turns out you we were locking the hens in at night because the uh, fox and stuff had been, you know, ripping through the fence and different things. And uh, it gets pretty hot in the day. So I'm just saying you might want to make sure as an adult. That you're making sure the door gets open, that the chickens come out every day, that kids aren't just playing video games all day, and then going, what? I was supposed to let the chickens out? What do you mean? Oh, don't worry. They're just sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that that's not a good one. And now, like, I still hear horror stories, so who knows? I'm just saying, things like that, I, I've heard of them happening. Mm-hmm. Don't let that happen to you. Yeah, otherwise you're going to have a bunch of rotten baked chickens. Uh, Nobody wants baked chickens. Now, as far as eating your layer hens. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I've seen videos on the YouTube. Turns out Amish girls can freaking, uh, like two minutes, freaking, you know, kill and pluck a, a hen. And they're ready for the fryer. The first time I did it, it was because one of the roosters attacked one of the kids. And I was like, that's it. He's done. And so I grab him and uh, 
and I take care of him. Um, basically, I uh, broke his neck, mm-hmm. and uh, I it was already too late. Like I shouldn't have even attempted it at this point. Mm-hmm. It was probably like seven o'clock in the summertime, so mm-hmm. it was like dusk. You know, still light enough, but. And I'm like, all right, I'll do this on the tailgate of the pickup because I don't want a big mess in my house. Well, it took me like 40 book, 40 minutes of me and a book and a big knife going through. And because they're like, oh, don't cut the organs. Don't, you know, this and that. And it was a freaking disaster. Now I'm down to about 15 minutes. And I'm like, wait, I can go to Sam's Club, buy one already roasted and seasoned for uh-huh. four bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't really want to kill it and deal with it. So, but there are meat chickens. There are meat chickens. And you did a little research on some meat I chickens? I did, and get, getting some of these uh, meat chickens. Now, all chickens are meat chickens, really. You can eat any chicken. Um, they say that they're a little tougher mm-hmm. if you bought uh, these hens. Uh, the, the big thing is, like, how fast they grow. Um, is, you know, one of the things right. that it's going to make people excited about a meat chicken. Right. But also because they grow so fast, the meat is going to be different than. Yeah. More tender. Uh, all meat chickens are, are usually called broilers. Okay. And, uh, and they can grow about five pounds in five weeks, 10 pounds in 10 weeks. They, they grow pretty quick. The ones designed for it, Speci- specifically the Cornish cross and, that one can get to be 12 pounds in as little as six weeks. Now, that's the ideal chicken that, you know, Purdue uses and, and all the factory farms use. Cornish Cross, Cornish Rocks, mm-hmm. and and Leghorns are all in the same. Yeah, the same sort and of. they're uh, all pretty popular. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, go on. So they, uh, they taste better, but they need a, a lot more food than a regular bird. Birds that, you know, uh Chickens that grow that fast need need to be fed a lot more. Okay. Uh, Jersey Giant, they're usually eleven to thirteen pounds. Uh, they grow a little bit slower than the Cornish Cross, but they lay a lot of uh, big eggs. So if you do want to get a meat chicken and keep around for a little while, you can get a lot of uh, big brown eggs from that. All right, I like that. <clears throat> you say that's ideal for like a home homeowner that's growing chicken to eat for themselves. No. I did have this uh, tired old farmer I used to go uh, deal with all the time, and he was all about raising meat chickens. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd talk to him, ask him questions. This was before I was getting my chickens. And he's telling me about you know twelve weeks, and he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "If you just keep feeding them, they'll just keep eating." And he's like, "They get so lazy that they'll just sit their head in the food, eat." And that's it. That's the only movement they have. They won't even walk around anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, but the problem is you got to watch because as soon as they hit 13 pounds, he goes, I don't know what it is, but right at 13 pounds, freaking they have a heart attack every time. And he goes, they just fall over dead. <laughs> so you'll get like, oh, I'd like a big 13 pound chicken. That's like a turkey. You know, right. you're you're getting excited. But but nobody wants to pick up a dead chicken and, and, cook and it. you don't want to you're not eating it then you don't know how it died even mm-hmm. though we all know they had a heart attack from just being a big fatty yeah um as far as yeah I mean I didn't really touch on breeds as far as layers in the north northeast um everybody likes uh, reds like they call them Rhode Island reds or uh, 
they have New Hampshire Reds. New Hampshire Reds are supposed to be like a tougher breed that you can kind of eat as a meat chicken too. And they're supposed to really handle the cold really well. I haven't had any that had problems. Um, there's Orphington's, which you had your on your list of uh Yeah, yeah. And those are chickens. those are good layers now. They're also good layers. They taste good. They're good and they're fun looking. Um they're a little more unusual and exotic. Uh there's some called Americanas mm-hmm. that are fun. Americanas I believe lay different colored eggs. Okay. Which is exciting. That is Kids exciting. Kids like that because they're like Easter egg colored right out of the <laughs> gate. Um, there's something about if you look at a chicken's ears and you're like, wait, chickens don't have ears. They do. You're pulling my leg. If you look at their ears, the color of their ear is the color of their egg. Really? Secret of the pros right there. Okay. All right. See? All you right. You think I knew? Interesting. Now, there's also a breed called Freedom Rangers. Uh, somebody was talking about... Um, they're specifically bred for free range. Okay. Eating, you know. Uh they they'll eat just about anything. 9 to 11 weeks. They only get to be about 5 or 6 pounds. Okay. Um they say that rotisserie cooking is how you want to cook those. Rotisserie. Yeah. Nice. That but just they're, sounds they're, fun. You know, they're pretty quick. Uh 9 to 11 weeks you're you're ready to eat these guys. Yeah, but you figure, all right, so the end of the world, and I'm trying to feed my family an egg a day per chicken. Mm-hmm. You have a dozen chickens, and honestly, if you're in a nice climate, they're free-ranging. Pretty much, I mean, they'll get enough food mm-hmm. um, from free-ranging that they can live. I mean, hopefully you have some kind of scraps you're giving up in their protein and their fat. Right, they have to get a little but, bit of protein. Well, they're eating bugs. They're eating bugs. I mean, you know, so, but uh, one of the things, uh, technically, if they're just free range the shells will start to get really soft. Yeah. And you'll touch the eggs and, like, they'll crack open. And sometimes they'll have, like, a gross egg that just looks like a gelatin shell kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll touch it. It'll feel like a turtle egg. Uh-huh. Like, you know how they're okay, soft, soft and you yeah. can push it in and whatever? I, I had that play out a few times. It's pretty gross. Um, so what you do with that is uh, you can up their calcium by crushing up the shells from the eggs you eat. Mm-hmm. And mixing it in their food. And feeding it back to them. Feeding it back to them. Weird, I know. Now, because we're in a civilized world and whatever, I actually bought like a 50-pound uh, bag of uh, calcium. Mm-hmm. And whatever, it's chicken calcium for their shells. I mean, mm-hmm. you buy it with the chicken feed, you know, whatever. Um, they also sell like little rocks you can add to it to, to help with digestion. Mm-hmm. I bought that once and used to mix it in. And then I'm like, they're eating rocks off the ground all day long. But I mean, so there was like a little gravel you were supposed to mix in with their food. But so bottom line, the calcium, I'm still working on the first bag Mm -hmm. from, I think we're probably six years in the chickens. And I'd say I have three quarters of the bag left. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every once in a while, if I think about it, I throw a couple handfuls in with the feed. Mm-hmm. And like they'll avoid it and whatever, but eventually, as they get hungry throughout the day, it'll disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you'll see, they'll go for like you want higher protein feed. Um, I just buy you know whatever Tractor Supply has. I think it's like Do Mars. Um, I buy the pellets instead of the crumble. Um, the crumble ends up being like a powder, and the chickens th- they want the pellets that are bigger. 
especially once they're full size. Basically, the crumble's good if you're feeding them a bucket of feed. And mm-hmm. so I think, like, if you just had the big fat, you know, meat chickens, that'd probably work. The other ones want to walk around and do their thing. And, you you know, I just throw it generally about on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. in a couple of spots so they can each get it without killing each other. I don't know. Something to watch for. What All else? Right. They say that uh, uh, if you're wanting to fatten up your chicken, you want to have a good, healthy chicken during the summer. Okay. And then fatten it up, start fattening them up in, in the fall. So we keep them lean and trim in the summer? Well, just, just healthy because a, a scrawny little chicken is never really going to get fat. So you want a healthy okay. chicken. Then they say uh, feed it as much as it can eat for 12 hours and then 12 hours no food. Really? Keep them, keep them hungry. Until the last little bit, and then um, they say keep the water and the uh, and the food separate, okay. just to make sure that they're moving around a little bit. Smart. And uh, they say uh, right when you're getting ready to uh, to to uh, butcher your chickens, you start feeding them a specific fattening mixture. Now, there's like 30 different recipes on how you want to do this, but one basic one that I found, uh, two parts barley, two parts flour, one part wheat bran, grind the grains up, mix it with uh, sour skim milk or buttermilk. All right, this sounds complicated. And then after about a, uh, two weeks of that, you're ready to go. All right. <clears throat> but with these meat chickens, when you're feeding them this much, there's going to be shit everywhere all the websites said the same thing when you're fattening up a chicken and you're giving it all sorts of stuff it's just going to be pooping every place no in general my chickens are pretty fat Mm -hmm. um and they do poop all over the place so i'll concur on that um the other thing i didn't really touch on is the watering Um, definitely have to water fresh water every day Mm -hmm. um what i do uh and they say even more so in the winter um, one, it's freezing, but two, something about they need more water to kind of fight off the heat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I just know that healthier chickens, more water in the winter. All right. Um, I do use, uh, it's funny, I used to see them at like the Mother Earth News Fair or something. They had these little uh, caps that would screw onto a soda bottle that would have like a little metal uh, nozzle and the chickens would peck at it. And then the water would drip out. Uh, Tractor Supply now sells those. And they actually have like a five-gallon bucket. And it's like a weird light blue that doesn't let algae grow. Okay. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. And it'll have like four of these little nozzles on the bottom. That works out great for my smarter chickens. I use that all day long. And I have other ones who are just too dumb and can't figure out how to use that thing. Um, The way you're supposed to train them is you take like a rubber band and you put it on the nozzle so it constantly drips. Mm -hmm. And so they just keep seeing water dripping out of there. And then you pull the rubber band off and then they're like, oh, there was water here and they'll just keep pecking at it. Mm -hmm. And then water comes out and things work out. That works out for some and others not so much. The other ones like to make me work and get buckets of water and I freaking fill it all the time, and they dump it all over the ground, and uh, it's a happy cycle. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. Just putting that out there. Um, right. What else you got? That's just about it. 
Um, so I, I would recommend that anybody that's interested in getting chickens. Uh, now, I was talking to my neighbor is a crazy chicken lady. Crazy chicken lady. But not just chickens. She has ducks. There's turkeys running around the neighborhood that are pecking at kids. Um, she's got a... Uh, what are those other little birds? The um, the ones Cornish that eat hens the ticks. Or... No, the uh... ducks. <laughs> ducks are pretty <laughs> good at it. No, I'll come come up with that in a se- in a second All though. Right. But uh, an interesting event happened the other day. Tell me, there was uh, some wild chicken, wild turkeys coming down the street, and the neighbors' turkeys went out to to show them up. And it's um, that that remember out. that Dave Chappelle show. You had the segment when keeping it real goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Those wild turkeys just fucked them up. (laughs) It was a bloody mess. That's disturbing. Were they dead or? No, just torn up. Just torn up. Just torn up. All right. But, uh, yeah, so that's what she told me was that she's got 20 chickens and it just exploded because she had roosters and, and chickens together. She was collecting the eggs, but they. They were, now she's got 20 chickens. She doesn't know what to do with it. She started with four. She said not to let it get out of control. Start with three or four chickens and see how it goes. Um, now, we do have foxes here, and I do find her chickens all the time when I'm hiking around in the woods. Usually, like, they'll be back there with just the head bitten off, and then oh, the foxes are, like, saving it for I later. Always, after a fox attack, I always see uh, just a leg. Mm-hmm. There's always, like, a leg laying there. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, where'd that leg come from? Yeah, well, I did a little bit of investigating out there, and I found found the fox's den. Yeah. And there was, like, uh, feathers all over the place. And, uh, interestingly enough, a bunch of deer legs. So I think what they had been do- doing is going down and finding the, the dead deer on the road and dragging them back up, dragging parts of them back up. I don't know. So. Some big foxes around here. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> But ducks, pretty good. Duck eggs, pretty good. They're large. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know why she keeps the turkeys around. She doesn't eat them. Their daughter, like, paints the toenails. I don't oh, well, really know fine. what the hell is going on over there. It's like some sort of family pet that's just an <laughs> asshole and pecks everybody. I did have a customer everybody. who offered me a turkey, and she had this giant impressive, and then she was like, oh, but you have to promise not to eat it. I'm like, well, yeah, what am I going to do with it? Stupid turkey. What the uh-huh. hell? Yeah, no, but I think I've mentioned that before. Um, All right. Our uh, buddy, Eric, at EDC Coffee. Yep. He uh, was a little concerned when he heard us talking about the bright ammunition in the stock. Uh-huh. Um, turns out I did not mention 223. Okay. Now, 223 and 556 is a touchy subject for a lot of people. They get very emotional, very heated, and... I will give you my take on it, but I don't want to upset anyone. Now, I did not mention 223 because in my mind, 223 and 556 are interchangeable. And to me, they're the same thing. Um, about half of my uh, my ammo supply is in 223. Now, here's where it gets weird and everybody's like screaming right now. No! No, they're not interchangeable. Wait, stop. It's okay. I'm going to get there. So what we're saying is a rifle that is chambered in 223, and it'll be stamped right on the barrel, 223 usually. 
for that gun, you only want to use 223 ammo. That is, you should not put 556 in there. Will the world end? Will the sun explode if you put 556 in there? I do not know. I am told that you can possibly have a higher charge in a 556 round that the 223 barrel and chamber may not be able to handle. Now, I've accepted this as okay because all my research, that's what I discovered early on. You'd read that people were very panicked. So I'm like, all right, I'll just go with that. However, that said, if your gun says 556 on it, you definitely can use 223 or 556. This is the general consensus in the community. Buy whatever bullet you want. Shoot at your own risk. I don't know. I'm not the authority gunsmith. I just whatever. Now, Eric didn't say anything about that. He didn't get into the difference or whatever. I'm just saying he was like, oh, don't you want to have 223 also? And the answer to that is yes. I would agree. 223 is a great bullet to have. He also mentioned uh, the 300 blackout round. Mm -hmm. I haven't looked into that yet. Yeah, I kind of went down a rabbit hole looking into that. And um, all around, it seems like a pretty versatile round. But um, it's not something I've looked into, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come down on one side or the other on that one. I yeah, we'll have to get there. We'll get back to you on that. If any of you guys out there that are are now, real he, gun pros want to weigh in on this, feel free to send hate yeah. mail to Kevin. Send it. Send it to the email address and just All just right, let us so know what you think. Prepping badass and Kevin will hit delete. <laughs> Prepping badass at gmail dot com. I might. I won't hit delete, but I might call you a nerd. All right. Fair enough. Um, if you want to send all kinds of ballistic hate stuff to me on, uh, prepping facebook.com slant prepping badass, mm-hmm. I will happily repost it onto the page for you and you can make your points clear. I'll see if I can allow that. Um, we also set up some of you guys already know, uh, we have a, uh, Facebook group, uh-huh. prepping badass you may want to check that out, get in on it. Just putting that out there. Now, Eric at EDC Coffee wanted to point out that you guys could still be using the code BADASS. Mm-hmm. Go to the website. 10%. Get your coffee. Get t- 10% off. This is get caffeinated. Quality coffee comes out of Michigan. I don't. They're not growing the beans in Michigan, I don't imagine. No. No, but I'll tell you what happened the other day, though. Tell me. I made a pot of coffee. Now, I have to point out, my EDC coffee came in the mail today. Mm-hmm. Today. I'm just getting started with my own. I've only had your leftovers because there hasn't been any sharing. <laughs> I'm not good at that. No, and I'll tell you why I haven't been able to share. Because I made a pot of coffee. All right. Then I took out the filter, replaced the filter with more coffee, poured the coffee back in the in the, the pot, and rebrewed it, twice-brewed coffee, that's why I don't have enough to share, but I feel like I was traveling through time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds right. So that's edccoffeeco.org. I think it is. Is it? I don't know. I better check it out. 
Um, you you should. Uh, I think it's I think it's dot com. We'll we'll figure this out though. I, I don't know. Wait wait. But wait. yeah, ten percent off. And there's also um now there's a big news story breaking right now. Hang on, don't get excited. We're not moving off this. Oh wait, co. Hang on, wait for it. All right, sorry. Breaking news, radio, dude. Radio is not uh the place. It is dot org. It is dot org. Okay. I'm all over this shit. If you type in EDC Coffee Co, then you'll you'll find it. All right. So feel good. Type mm-hmm. in badass. Ten percent off. You're supporting people who think like you, people who are badass, people who don't fuck around, people who want you to post your everyday carry supplies right there on their Facebook page to show what a man you are. You will not be judged. I don't know about all that. You might be judged. I mean, I might put yeah, some comments. That's right. I was, ta- I was talking to a friend of mine that's a socialist, and, uh, and you judge told him? him told him to uh, told her to go to uh, our website. Horrified, she was horrified. Horrified, yeah. So I think we're doing the right thing. If we can horrify <laughs> socialists, Make then we're doing the right thing. Cry, yeah. So um, all right. So moving right along, something happened in the news today. Big news. Big news. Big news. All right. Largest recorded theft of sex toys in history. Woo! Sixty thousand dollars worth of butt plugs and vibrators were stolen. Now, no, just butt plugs and vibrators. Uh, vibrators and dildos. And dildos. Yeah. Okay. So there, there's three. You know. Now vibrators but- and dildos are different. I guess it's just <laughs> it depends on the mechanics, I mean, you know. Um, the rotating action, or the, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Fun Toys London is the company that had them right, stolen. They're sure. doing a doing uh, I guess some sort of a sex toy and it was uh, fun. convention. They had boxes out. They went to go inside to check with Guy something. The Came back out. Boxes were all gone. Woo! So. Important now, uh, South uh, Southeast Michigan Volunteer Militia posted on their their website that they've got some concerns about this. They feel like Antifa is gearing up for war, and they're just stockpiling supplies for it. So, I mean, maybe we need to watch out for this. Um, Just keep your eyes and ears open. They they are coming after you. You like that? (laughs) Just 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 watch out. Words there. Just watch so, out. Now, seeing as that the uh, Southern Michigan militia, volunteer militia, mm-hmm. are preparing for war because their enemies are, obviously, right. then they probably want to have their guns all cleaned and oiled and working in. Uh, yeah, how do you think they're doing top, that? Top, top, uh, function? top, tip top shape, man. So is there Gotta be some ready. kind of website where you can do that? Yeah, man, there is. There is. Where would uh, they want to go if yeah, they well, Matt to was, Matt was, uh, put their guns in order? <laughs> uh, Matt from um, Ace High Armory has been uh, sending us messages. All right. Said that we should go to their website, go to his website. And, and he's, uh, he's got 15% 15% off? 15% off right now if you go over there. Is it prepping 15 is the code? It's capital, the word prepper. Prepper. Then the number 15. All right. Prepper 15. The, the whole word prepper is in capital letters. Mm-hmm. And 15 at Ace High Armory. So he's got great prices. He's got this uh, gun elixir. Freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's going to hook you up. Check it out. Prepper 15. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll put a link to some coffee in there for you. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I've been chugging that coffee. That's why you haven't gotten any. I've, I've drank You're all of it. There's like me. three cups worth left that I can that I can uh, brew. I ordered two packages. Mm-hmm. I did get a sticker. All right. So now I'm going to have to post pictures of my everyday carry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's going to be like, you know, you should head over to Ace High Armory. Looks like that gun could use a little cleaning. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So if you want to email us and and tell us about your favorite cartridges and why Chuck and I are wrong on the ones we picked, and you want to be all nerdy about it and specific, you can email us at... PreppingBadass? PreppingBadass at gmail.com. Very nice. All right, let us know. Now, we also got a new Patreon subscriber this week. Oh, yeah? I do have to point that out. So Adam pledged some cash prizes for us. Nice. We're excited about that. I'm going to send him out some patches. So that's something you guys may want to get in on. Now also, I don't know if you guys have heard any like rumblings out there in the uh, social media empire out there. But uh, the uh, Prepping Badass podcast and team here we're putting together a uh little prepare for the end of the world survival course i'm just saying watch for that coming in the near future we have some good things coming there's been some rumblings and uh we got some really good things in the works for you guys so get excited otherwise stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week Mm -hmm.